expectations. Hello and welcome back to Friends in Low Expectations, season two, off-season episode three. I don't know. We just got here. Are, are we counting this now as like end of the off season? This is this is officially like our preseason. It's preseason, yeah. This yeah. Is, so I mean, I, I think we can officially call this season three, season three, episode Oof. one, man. Wow, three starting year three of friends and low expectations. What a time! Who would have thought? Yeah, Who thought? look at us. Big plans. Just the the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Big plans for friends and low expectations this year. We're kicking it off. With everyone's favorite mock draft again, and I think uh, I think that was pretty successful last time. That was pretty fun too. Uh, obviously, uh, we are making sure that we are setting our expectations low, and we are only going to do a three-round mock since uh, uh, sixteen mock would we'd be here all night, uh, especially because uh, the three of us can get chatty. So uh, we're gonna save everyone some some time, some. Uh, Give you give you the the goods, uh, but only in three rounds because we don't want to leave the rest up to your imagination. And let's um, also be honest here that Sam wants to go to bed. Yeah, we we need we need to we need to lead with that. You know, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual, and Sam is still upset. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a growing boy. I'll admit that. And uh, like almost a full forty five minutes earlier than we normally do. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, uh, for those of you who uh, haven't had the pleasure of meeting us yet, or and and for those of you who have, who have had the unfortunate pleasure of meeting us, uh, my name is the Commission. I'm the the Commission of the League and the host of the the show. I'm always joined with my 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 trusty my, uh, my trusty co-host. Get We're gonna join. get out of that. I don't yeah, know no. what you thought was going to happen. There. You think you're just going to talk over it? It's been so long. I'm trusted with. Uh, I'm joined with my trusty co-host Keith. Play vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Someday, Keith, we need you just actually like recreating that as he's going, just slugging, slugging those. Mm. Uh, Slugging those back. And uh, last but not least, we're joined by our super producer, Philly. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Fellas, uh, great to be back. <laughs> great to be back. Great, great to be back. We had a brief reunion on another show a couple of weeks ago, but man, it's been, it's been at least like two full months. We're coming yeah. up on two full months since we uh, last put out an episode for us. I am I am rejuvenated now. I'll, I'll say that now. I'm I've got the the juices flowing on, sure. on what we what we're gonna get into this year. We've uh, I don't even know what I want if I want to give anything away or not. Just because I think it, it'll be so much better if it's a surprise. Nope, we're doing yeah, it live for sure. For sure, we got some some killer content this year. I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna really uh, take everything to the next level. So I'm stoked to be uh, to be doing this. Um, all right, fellas, do we want to? Philly, do you want to give us the rundown of what the rules are and what the what we're doing for the mock? Yeah, yeah. So we have our uh, our ten round or our ten team mock. It's the the mock of our league. So uh, Sam has gone in and put uh, 
all of the keepers for each team. Um, we, excuse me, we selected our teams uh, in here just so we can each have control over um, seeing the, the draft board and um, making the ease of selecting easier. But we are going to go uh, somewhat at random. So we our typical order for any kind of mock draft or draft is uh, Kamish first, Keith second, and me third. So that's how we'll do it tonight. Um, we may end up on the snake back picking ourselves for ourselves, but our goal is to avoid that um, so that we're uh, not really messing anybody's draft strategy up. And also, um, I mean, it's just better content. Man. Who wants to pick your own team? And pick somebody else's team. So <laughs> we're going to do um, that in about a month anyway. So absolutely. So that's that is our um, our main thing here. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know there's much else we need to talk about. I think the only thing else that I would add for the fellows and for the listeners, this is not this is in no way uh, draft advice or like what people should do. It's just kind of like our take on how we think the, the league's draft is going to unfold. Maybe what makes sense based on, um, you know, draft history, you know, we've done this, we're, we're what, year four, year five in this league. So now we've kind of got an idea of kind of what you, what guys look for and what might happen. So take this with a grain of salt. It's obviously not us telling you what, what you should do. It's just kind of what we think, um, what we think are, how we think our draft will unfold there. But we do know what we do know though, is that, no matter what we do, no matter how we prepare, one of these fools is going to do something unexpected that's going to send us all into a spiral, and uh, then it'll create utter chaos, like, you mm-hmm. know, taking Justin Herbert and, like, the 12th pick or 11th pick. I was like, just because we, and I, I'm going to be clear here, Gino, we are not going to pick any kickers in this mock draft. That doesn't mean that you can't pick a kicker in the first three rounds. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't or you shouldn't. Like, if you want to take a kicker, do, yeah, take do one. your thing. Yeah, yeah. please, please, you are highly encouraged to do so. So, <laughs> do, right. do what feels right to you. Yeah, in fact, uh, do do what makes sense. Philly, do you want to share your screen? Or do you want me to share mine? What do you think works? Um, share your screen in case we need to do any uh, back end stuff. Sick. All right, so we are live. Um, and Philly, before we start, could you do a? Obviously, this is a bad representation because you only see the team one through ten. Uh, could you do a rundown of the draft order for us? I already have it uh, picked up. So, uh, drafting one one is Joe, my best friend in the league. <laughs> uh, we've been best friends for the entirety that we've been in the league together, and so I'm just super excited to continue to be best friends with Joe. <laughs> Uh, Mo is drafting second overall. Uh, Keith is drafting third overall. Fred is fourth. Uh, the reigning champion. Ugh, just threw up in my mouth thinking about that. Uh, Carl Barl is fifth. Kamish uh, sitting right along in sixth. Gino, kicker extraordinaire in seventh. Philly in eighth. Big burn in ninth, and rounding us out, we love them. Cheese, awesome. Cheese. 
And I think it's also helpful, maybe, uh, if you want to also share who the keepers are. Mm. Who did... Uh, oh, um, well, everyone has set their keepers so far. They can still change them up until the day before the draft. But as it stands now, if the draft were today, um, give us a rundown of who the keepers are. Yeah, and we don't. I don't really anticipate these changing. There's maybe one person on this keeper list that I would imagine um, maybe getting changed out here, maybe two. Um, but for the most part, I think these keepers are, are pretty set in stone. Um, so Joe is keeping Justin Jefferson. Uh, Moe is keeping Debo Samuel. Keith is keeping C.D. Lamb. Fred is keeping Austin Eckler. Barl is keeping Christian McCaffrey. Friday is keeping Tyreek Hill. Gino is keeping Travis Kelsey. I'm keeping Jamar Chase. Fern is keeping Mark Andrews. And Austin, for like the 18th year in a row, is keeping Cooper Cup. <laughs> not likely to change anytime soon. I don't. I don't. That's not a shot at you. Like I don't blame you. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, like if if Cooper Cup bounces back from injury, that's you know that's that's a great keeper pick. Like yeah, <laughs> you don't not keep Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right. So are we ready to do this, folks? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Jump us in. Kick us off. All right. So you can imagine here now that the uh, ESPN you know draft chime goes on. Um, I've done quite a few mocks with uh, with Joe so far, and uh, he's been con- he's been pretty in a pretty consistent by either taking Bijan or Stefan Diggs. Um, I think he's going to take uh, Stefan Diggs in this one one slot, though. If I if I know Joe. Oh, well, well. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good pick. One, you got the you got one, arguably two the two best receivers in the league, and you know you can uh, stock up on running back at. Uh, at uh, 220 and 321. So. Yeah. And for our, for our uh, audio listeners only, if you're not a visual learner this week, um, just to give you an idea, because I know it's it be kind of confusing um, it, with, with keepers not knowing who's where. Um, the, be- the best, let's say, seven, six, seven available, according to Sleeper. Uh, currently, it's B. John Robinson, Saquon Barkley, A.J. Brown, Jonathan Taylor, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, and Nick Chubb. Just yep. to give you an idea of where where uh, the talent lies currently. Perfect. And that lines us up nicely for the second pick of the draft, which is going to be Mo. What are you thinking, Keith? Yeah, um, I, you know, I've I've talked about a little bit about this one. I'm I was a little surprised in Mo's keeper pick of Debo Samuel, but in thinking about it more, I think it makes a lot of sense because he's probably pretty sure he can get Nick Chubb back here at two. But he's probably unsure if he can get Debo back on that nineteenth um, pick. So I think if, but you know, with Joe taking Stefan Diggs here, you know, maybe Bijan is enticing to him. Um, but I think I think he's going to grab Nick Chubb here, especially if Joe goes Bijan or Stefan Diggs. Um, I think Mo's going to swipe up Nick Chubb and try to run it back with his core of Chubb and Debo. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right. interested to see. I could see. I could definitely see Mo taking Bijan. He was pretty high on him when the uh, the draft was this year, and was hoping the Eagles were gonna take him. But uh, I could definitely see him running it back with Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. No, and for I the have... record, I think I, all the Bijan hype is deserved here. I, I, I believe that. So um, if Bijan is off the board in the first two picks, at that's probably 
reasonable to guess. <laughs> yeah, I got no skin in this game. Um, like, there's no chance that Bijan falls to me, so I feel pretty comfortable not downplaying how I feel about him and saying, <laughs> um, I think the hype's worth it. Um, you got an aging Cordero Patterson, um, who's not his position, his natural position is not running back, anyways. Um, Tyler Algiers, okay, it could be a good change of pace back, but you don't draft somebody this high if you don't plan on starting them from day one. Um, and as we've seen all all summer long, uh, veteran running backs are going to be disrespected. They're not going to have a secured spot in the lineup. Um, and so I think Keith has the opportunity here. He's got to go Bijan. Yeah, I think I've was, said it before. If Bijan falls to me at three, I'm taking him. I think it was strategy by Keith to have Mo take Chubb at two so that Philly would take Bijan at three. I think Keith's playing mind games. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to I'll, I'll say I'll say it right now. If Bijan falls to me at three, I'm gonna take Bijan. <laughs> Very clear. All right, so now we're at the fourth pick. That's Fred. Fred had AJ Brown last year. Um if I'm Fred, I'm probably gonna go a nice one two punch here with the running backs though. I think having Austin Eckler and Saquon, a healthy Saquon Barkley is one of the most dangerous uh, combos you can get, um, and especially if the Giants uh, don't shoot themselves in the foot. And uh, it seems like he's going to have a heavy workload again, considering the the Giants' wide receiving core is uh, less than ideal. So I think Fred goes Saquon here. I'm going to add him. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think if you... Um, if you get a chance to, to have two stud running backs on your team, you got to take it, um, especially in a two running back league. Wide receivers aren't necessarily a dime a dozen, but you can get pretty good efficiency from a wide receiver coming back down the snake um, mm-hmm. that you're not going to get out of a running back. Yeah, uh, Fr- Fred loves his running backs. He always wants to try to get you know two top tier running backs. If Saquon falls to him, I'm certain. Uh, I'm certain he'll grab he'll grab Saquon here, um, and that moves us into um, that moves us into Barl's pick, Big Barlito. Um, he's he keeping Christian McCaffrey. Um, looking at the board here, I, I think AJ Brown or Devontae Adams probably makes the most sense here. Um, you've got a lot of stability at um, running back with CMC. You can probably get yourself another pretty solid guy um, in the middle of the second round there. Um, just based on what we saw last year, I'm going to say AJ Brown here. Um, you know, where I mean, Devontae Adams is a guy who's going to get you know his his touches no matter what. Um, but the Raiders' offense, we just have no idea what it'll look like. We expect that uh, AJ Brown and the Eagles will continue to improve, and I think AJ Brown is a, a great pick here. I think Carl would probably be really pretty happy if he got his hands on AJ Brown. So, don't disagree. AJ Brown, I have the commission. I had the commish. He is good at football for sure. Yeah, uh, my only concern about injuries. My, that concern about AJ Brown, um, like I don't have a concern about him as a as a football player, uh, but I do think some other folks might take a step, uh, especially Devonta Smith. Um, and so that could be. Um, just don't forget that like, the Eagles just somehow got better this year, so. Um, so I like that. That's that'll be an interesting, um, uh, interesting wide receiver room to, to, or even really offense to take a look at. 
because um, there's a lot of weapons there, and a lot of them are going to be taking uh, steps forward, as, especially as Jalen Hurts gets a bit more comfortable in the position. So, um, I have Kamish. This is pretty easy, in my opinion. Um, Kamish is thanking whatever admin, uh, whatever tech guy at Sleeper is writing the code that somehow put Derrick Henry this far down the list and out of people's eyesight. Kamish is chomping at the bit to get King Henry back in his lineup where he can have the one-two punch of Tyreek Hill and King Henry back for another year. Uh, it's easy. I mean, that's that's who he's picking. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, you know, maybe if Jonathan Taylor's contract situation and, you know, alleged injury gets resolved, maybe... But uh, yeah, I, yeah I, think, touch... I think he's probably going to run a bike with uh, Henry and Henry and Dale here. I don't want to touch JT with a ten foot pole right now. But that's uh, <laughs> not at not, all. I don't want to touch any Colts player with a ten foot pole as long as Jim Mercer. Quick, the... quick, quick sidebar because we do want to keep it moving. But I just love how Jim Mercer's response to jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor wanting to get paid is, "We're all going to die." Bro, my man, my man <laughs> we're all going to die and no one cares. Um, I was just like, man. You, you'd rather kill yourself than pay your running back? Damn, bro. <laughs> I'll take this whole thing down with me before I this, pay you. This whole thing is nuts. I mean, it's well, absolutely the, crazy. But it, The wild it, thing is, the, the toxic thing is that like, he, they say you know, he has a back injury, and then he comes out and he's like, I've never even like thought about hurting my back. Like, I've never even had back pain in my entire life. And they're like, well, he's physically unable to perform. Uh, yeah. The crazy part is, is just like, how public all of this drama has been right like normally this is all like happening for the most part behind closed doors or through you know uh you know sources say but like all of this has literally been from the horse's mouth like ursa yes. has gone on record and said this yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it's not even coming from like a head coach or like an oh assistant it's like it's the owner of the whole franchise is like no i'm not gonna pay you and no shane, i'm not gonna trade you shane steichen <laughs> has to be screaming into a pillow like <laughs> all day because like ursa is just senile like but uh, also complete transparency uh out of like the six mock drafts i've done this is the first time derrick henry has been on my roster so uh, appreciate that because you wanted him or because you like because you skipped on him or because he wasn't there part of it's because i'm selfish um i i keep thinking maybe he'll fall to me in the second round <laughs> and, he and he doesn't and he does not yeah already so. Um, Back to you, Sam. Oops, uh, seven is Gino. Yeah, Gino would do some goofy shit and like take Patrick <laughs> Mahomes here. So I'm gonna have Gino take Patrick Mahomes with the seventh overall pick. Yeah, that that absolutely. For a second, I thought I had Gino, and I was getting ready to draft Patrick Mahomes for him because that's exactly what he, that's exactly what he's gonna do. Let, let's also okay, we're we're. We're shitting on you. You guys are shitting on Gino here, but also, oh, it's a great. Pick. He's got he's got the best pass catching tight end in the league, oh, who yeah. puts up receiver quality numbers. Patrick Mahomes here gives you the arguably the best quarterback pass catcher stack. Um, guarantees you that we don't know, you know, if if Carl would be able to get Jalen Hurts later in the draft, like. Can uh, can Joe somehow get Josh Allen? No, like this would be the best quarterback pass catcher stack in the league this year. So yeah, it's a very Geno move of like an obscure thing to take a quarterback this high, but he has Travis Kelsey. 
that guarantees you like arguably the best catch pass catching stack in fantasy this season. So it makes a I'm lot not, of sense. I'm not arguing that. Like I, I don't I don't actually think it's a bad pick. I just think if Gino hadn't done this to himself, he could get him on the turn. But because everyone knows Gino's game plan, myself, <laughs> who who's the next three? Myself, uh Fern and then Austin. Fern and then Austin. Like one he's gonna go one of one of those places because of that. I think he in a world where we weren't trying to anticipate his moves, Mahomes might fall to him in the second round. At the very least, Josh Josh Allen might fall to him. I don't think I don't it's a know. bad move. I'm not, I could I don't I could disagree. See, I could see but. Fern or Cheese would have would potentially take them here in the eleventh uh, or twelfth. I was gonna say I don't I don't think I don't think Mahomes makes it back. In the first twelve picks last year, we had well, in the first fifteen picks last year, we had Mahomes, Herbert, Allen. And all, all off the board. Um, so I don't think he would fall back to him on the turn. Yeah, I don't think he would. Alrighty, that puts us with um, that puts us with Philly here um, with his draft pick. Um, I just I, with the contract situation with Jonathan Taylor and this alleged injury, I don't see him going running back here. Um, and you know, to get the best available running back after that, you're looking at Josh Jacobs, who's also got a contract situation, which I think he will most likely be resolved. Um, and he'll end up playing, but I mean, you have a chance to put together like top two, top three pass catching duos here with Devonte Adams and Jamar chase. Um, really the only better one or the only one that's even remotely close right now as, as the draft is Diggs and Jefferson. So, I would have I'd have Philly taken Devontae Adams here without any significant movement on the running back front with Taylor or Josh Jacobs. So I got Philly grabbing Devontae Adams and giving himself a power duo at pass catcher and try to catch a running back on the turn. I think it's safe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh if this is um this is how it ends up. I, I would actually, I would struggle there. So I, I don't know what I would take. So, um, it's tough, man. I've got concerns about who, who, who's throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Um, not about Devontae Adams. I think every pick that makes sense here has reasonable question marks, mm-hmm. right? Like Jonathan Taylor, an alleged injury contract situation. Devontae Adams, um, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo thrown in the football, and you have just an incompetent organization running the show. Amon Ross St. Brown, like uh, all, the, the Lions offense looks loaded, but he's he's gonna be in a crowded space. Garrett Wilson, injury, and also Jets are just loaded. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs contract situation, Jalen Waddle, you know, maybe Jalen Waddle makes a little bit of sense here, but I don't. I don't know that you'd go Jalen Waddle when you've got Devontae Adams on the board. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's really any definitive answer here. I think Devontae Adams just makes the most sense at this point with how you know our early draft is shaking out. That means I'm up next. Yes, indeed. Ooh. I think it's me, right? No. Yes, it is you. It's oh yeah. <laughs> She got Fern, and Fern has currently Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, yeah. So I, um, 
I think this is where the Jonathan Taylor question mark, you know, is going to hold us up in this draft. There's going to be a lot of clarity when we get when we get to the the draft. Hopefully, and so, well, I mean, I mean, you hope so, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have clarity one way or the other. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to be yeah. good. Like he's either going to still be in this weird thing, and you're going to avoid him as much as you possibly can, or it's going to have cleared up to an extent that you feel comfortable drafting him. Um, I I just think at this point. I think Fern's going to take the risk on him. Um, he fell this far. Um, you know, Cheese has a, a receiver and has two picks. Uh, you know, assuming that the contract stuff's cleared up in a positive way and the injury stuff's cleared up in a positive way and you got Jonathan Taylor sitting here, um, I think that's that's where you got to go. To be fair, Jim Mersey has said that he Jonathan Taylor's not getting a new contract this year. Take it at his word, but he yeah. said he will not. The, I think the only thing that kind of makes Fern a question mark for me here is we kind of talked about like who might be risks. Uh, not, I'm not going to say risk. That's not the good word for it, but who might be uh, potential guys who might flip their keeper. And I think Fern is one of those guys who could be on flip watch because he has Jacob, he has Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard. Um, and I think right now, Mark Andrews makes the most sense because both of those guys, um, want new deals. Um, but if either or both of those get resolved by the time our draft rolls around and they, they go into, you know, the regular season, happy campers with their deals, I think Fern might switch his keeper pick and, you know, maybe look to try to take Mark Andrews, you know, with this pick here or on the turn. So, um, that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. but as it stands, yeah, I think you kind of hope things shake out with Jonathan Taylor, and this is that would be a great pick here at number nine, a guy who was you know going one 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 two in mocks just like um, two weeks ago, three weeks are we, ago. Are we doing the turn? And are we going to do I do pick ten and eleven, or are we going to do I do pick ten then Keith does? Pick I think we split the turn. Work our way back down that way. Yeah. Which one? Commission is frozen on my end. I don't know if he's. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, are we doing? Yeah, I think I think we should split the turn. You'll do one pick, and I'll do the next. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Cheese has Cooper Cup already. Um. I think he wants to get a running back. Uh. So I think he'll take Josh Jacobs here. Um. Since he obviously has the eleventh pick as well. You need the turn. You can just kind of. Do what you want to do. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. This puts him in an interesting position. I think. Um, I think you know maybe conventional wisdom might say like go ahead and double up at running backs here because you're going to be waiting a while. Um, but you know, and and you've got Cooper Cup who you know the last few years minus last year has been one of the more reliable receivers in the league. So um, I, I'm I'm going to go the conventional wisdom route. I'm going to say he grabs another running back here. Um, and we've got uh, we've got Tony Pollard on the board there. Um, I, I'm going to have Cheese taking Tony Pollard here, doubling up at running back and letting it ride through the end of the third round there before he can grab another target. So, um, yeah, Cheese taking Tony Pollard. Two guys on contract. Two guy. Well, Tony Pollard's going to play in the franchise tag, and Josh Jacobs is uh, working towards a new deal. Apparently, they met today for uh, new rounds of negotiations. So hopefully, that gets resolved and. Uh, there's no contract concerns as we get into the season, but that'll be two guys to keep an eye on because they are 
not necessarily risky, but um, you're definitely yeah. And like I said, I mean, risk. both of these guys are currently on Fern's mm-hmm. roster, and if things get resolved, I think Fern is going to seriously consider flipping um, flipping his keeper pick here. So there's a very good chance that um, at least one of these um, are not available for draft, and the other one could be off the board entirely as well. So who knows? Sweet. All right, Felster. Yes, yes, yes. I I don't know here. I, I this this again depends on what um, what Fern's roster looks like heading into this and who his keeper is. Um, you know, if he if he is if he keeps, um, say Josh Jacobs, and then. Um, has an opportunity to get Jonathan Taylor and he's double running back. I think that changes the strategy a little bit. You know, maybe he goes Mark Andrews here. Um, if he's got Mark Andrews somewhere on the roster, whether it's his keeper or his first round pick, and then a, a running back on the other side, then maybe he goes receiver or maybe even quarterback. So I think that's just going to, he's the real wild card of this draft, I think, at this point. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson here. Um, I know it's a it's a loaded team, but it's hard to say no to a wide receiver that has Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. Um, and Garrett Wilson is not just some scrub guy. Garrett Wilson's a talent and it's proven that, and it now has an elite quarterback throwing to him. Um, I think that bodes well for him this year. Yep. I don't disagree. I think, I think if this is exactly how things shook out for Fern, this is a great start to the draft, you know, top three tight end, top three, four running back, you know, potential top 10, Maybe even as high as like a top five receiver. So Philly is in a tough one here. So I think I think if for Philly's pick here, um, I don't I don't see Philly drafting a third wide receiver um, at this at this point in the draft. So I think it would either be running back, and I don't necessarily love the running back options. Maybe Travis Etienne, who I think you had last year, um, but the one that I do see on the board. Uh, I see Josh Allen, and he looks pretty scrumptious right there uh, at the at the thirteenth pick. I think having Devontae Adams, um, Jamar Chase, and Josh Allen would be a, a pretty good trio to start your draft. So I'm going to give Philly Josh. Josh, Josh Allen froze again on my end. God dang it! Yeah, we, we lost you for a minute, but I think we know damn. where you're going. I think we got to. We know what, what you were cooking up. Josh Allen equals scrumptious. <laughs> yes, Josh Allen is scrumptious <laughs> in this situation. So. Um, that's where I'm going there. Yeah, I mean the the RB zero route is uh, it's one that's gaining popularity. You know, you guarantee yourself two top pass catchers, and you know a guy who's um, you know been a consistent top fantasy quarterback. You know, and then just hammer hammer running backs in the middle rounds there. But, yeah, I think uh, it seems almost seems like running backs are becoming a premium in a ten man league uh, at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So that brings us, uh, that brings me picking again or picking for Gino here. Um, I'm liking, I'm liking Jalen Waddle a lot here. You got yourself a top, um, you got yourself, uh, you know, the, the best tight end, the best quarterback. Um, and now you've got an opportunity to get you get yourself, you know, a top 10 wide receiver. Um, think I'm looking at Jalen Waddle here. Um, I would say maybe running back makes a lot of sense here also, but um, with Brees Hall coming off an injury, maybe he doesn't risk that just or just quite this early. Um, he, Gino's a 
uh, Pat's homer, you know, maybe he goes Ramondre Stevenson here, but um, I think he kind of rolls the dice on that one. Get yourself another um, top pass catching target um, and call it with Jalen Waddle. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. All right, Commission's back up. I get to pick. I'm like, I picked all of Fern's team. I'm picking all of Commission's team. It's like a, it's like, it's like Christmas morning for me over here. <laughs> um, so Commission at this point uh, in this mock has uh, King Henry and Tyreek Hill. Uh, so you know, and and Keith's way of thinking, we've got a top three, top four running back, top three maybe higher receiver um, likely to finish uh, in a position to be wide receiver one on the season. Um, so, you know, wh- where do you kind of fill out your roster here? Um, I also think we're in a weird spot with running backs right now. Um, I think everyone that's sitting is more like a third or fourth round pick at this point. Like, I don't, I don't think we're really in a, a second round pick spot for running backs right now. So I think you're really looking um, receiver or quarterback here. Um, And a a little bit of a homer pick here, but I also think so he doesn't get uh, put on, on Barl's team. I think he goes Jalen hurts here. Yeah, I would do that just to, to mess with Barl. I also think it makes a lot of sense. You know, last year he took Patrick Mahomes um, second round. This year you take Jalen Hurts second round. Um, you yeah. know, I think I think it makes a lot of sense there. And also keeping him away from Barrow makes makes sense as well. So I, I do whatever I can to make Barrow's life a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit more challenging. I uh, I try to think of how Barrow would draft, and then I do that pick about a round before him, and then he'll send me a an, a a, a a cheeky text of like, screw you. And I know it's out of love, but you know. <laughs> so that brings up Barl, doesn't it? He's already got yes. CMC. He's already got CMC and he's got AJ Brown. If I'm Barl, I'm hating life right now. Also, keep in mind, if you're Barl, you have my second-round pick here as well. Hmm. Barl's in a pretty darn good position. Yeah. you got a ton of flexibility here in the second round. You know what? I could see Barl taking Amon Ross St. Brown here. I mean, he's the the highest-rated player here. He's projected for going for almost 1,200 yards. Um, He looked pretty good last year, and uh, I think Barl takes the risk on Amon Ross St. Brown here. Barl's going to say something to the effect of, yeah, of course. He's a first-round talent. I'm getting him in the second round. Yeah, of course. He, he could have gone to pick nine. And I'm getting him in the second round. Yeah, I'm taking him. It's a bargain pick. Why is that That's a good working? one. It's a good one, too. I don't hate it. No, my thing's not working. There we go. All right, that brings us up to Frederick. Yep, that brings us to Fred, and uh, recapping, Fred is keeping Austin Eckler, um, took Saquon Barkley. He's in a great position here. Um, I know currently Chris Olave is the best receiver on the board, but I think um, I think Fred goes wide receiver here, and I think he's going to be looking at Devontae Smith. Um, Devontae Smith took a pretty big leap mm-hmm. forward. Um, 
last year, and I think he's going to continue to take another leap. Um, so get yourself uh, get yourself another top receiver. You've got you know two really good running backs, two guys who both have the potential to finish as RB1, and now you've got yourself a great receiver in Devontae Smith. I hate it. There we go. Yeah, that's a good pick. I could also see him taking Chris Olave, though. I could, too. I could certainly as well, um, especially with Derek Carr um, presumably being not much of an upgrade, but a bit of an upgrade over Jameis and Andy Dalton. So, um, <laughs> And he had a good year last year with despite that bad quarterback situation. Yeah. So Chris Olave would be a great pick here, too. I think he's probably going to go with the receiver that has the safer floor which I think is Devontae Adams, even though Chris Olave probably has the higher ceiling. It right. takes us to Philly with Barhol's second pick in the second round. Yeah, so uh, I'm picking for Barhol, who has uh, exchanged picks with Keith. So, um, so yeah, so Barhol has, at this point, um, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I think he's he's good on pass catchers. I don't know that he's going to go receiver here. Um, and he's got Christian McCaffrey as a solid base for running back. I don't think he makes this pick in the second round um, normally. But I think he sees this as kind of a bonus pick for him. And it gives him some comfortability to go with Najee Harris here and bolster up his, his running back. Especially knowing that he's going to have a pretty good opportunity at uh, another pretty decent wide receiver uh, or quarterback when it comes back to him on the snake. Um, there's still sweat several great options on the board. So if he wanted to go quarterback, he could still uh, get somebody good on, on the turn. Um, so, yeah. Good pick. Yeah. That's a, that's a classic borrow pick that, yeah. I don't know. He did get rid of Najee last year, but feel like there's some some newfound desire there with uh, people are thinking that the Steelers are going to have somewhat of a better year this year than they did last year. So we'll see if that happens. I think Barl just had a fire sale as a fan of all things Steelers last year. And I think uh, he's ready to be hurt again. That checks out. (laughs) That brings us to uh, Moe's second pick. Um, I'm not going to do anything crazy. I think Mo goes best available and takes Chris Olave with Nick Chubb, Chris uh, Chris Olave, and Debo Samuel. That's a pretty good, pretty good trio there. If I'm looking at slot two um, for for Mo. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. You're some good pass catchers. And you've got another quick turn. You know, you got a quick mm-hmm. turnaround here on the in the second round or third round. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so that brings us to Joe. I think Joe, you know, went with the strategy of taking the two best, arguably the two best pass catchers, but now you have to grab yourself some running backs. Um, and you've got back to backs pick back to back picks here at 210 and 3 1. Um, I, I'm looking at the looking at the board here, and I, I think, um, I think Travis Etienne makes the most sense here. Um, you know, Ramondre Stevenson has always existed in kind of a timeshare. Brees Hall's injury status a little bit up in the air. Um, I think he's going to go Travis Etienne here with this pick. 
Yeah, I could see him going Ramondre, but Etienne makes a lot of sense. I mean, he could take both here. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I will say, I think Ramondre, despite being in a timeshare, has still carved himself out a pretty significant role in that offense. The, I think he's the guy this year, though. Yeah. And, I mean, he's I think, definitely the guy. No, no Damian Harris anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I, th- I think he's the guy. And also just knowing that, like, their receiving core is still not strong. There's going to be a lot of a lot of work there for him if he wants it or if he can produce off of it. And he can catch out of the back too. So I mean, I think he's got. A, I think his upside is pretty high. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I could see him going double running backs here, and I wouldn't blame him one bit. Um, yeah, I, I think just you get an opportunity there. You're by the time it comes back to you at four ten, uh, forty picks in. You're or really 50 picks in because of the keepers. Um, you're going to be scrounging for scraps on, on running backs. So I think you could easily double up here. Um, if I, if he did, I would say a Brees Hall or Mondre Stevenson would make sense. Um, just to shake things up a little bit, I'm going to go Joe Burrow here as uh, the best available quarterback. Um, I, I, I think it's in his, in, in Joe's uh, estimation, whether he feels like he's going to get better value with, 50 picks in with a quarterback or 50 picks in with a running back. Um, so uh, I can see him going either, but I'll just for sake of shaking things up, I'll pick Joe. Handsome Joe Burrow. Yeah, it'll be Joe's, uh, Joe's pretty unpredictable. So we'll see what, what he gets into when it comes, uh, when it comes to doing the real thing. But I could, I could absolutely see Joe, waiting around for Russell Wilson again. I think, I think, I think, I think we can never count out Joe's Bronco Homerism, but also it, it could be warranted this year with Sean Payton. Um, and I could, I could absolutely see him like maybe waiting until like the seventh, eighth round. No one runs once Russell Wilson. Um, you know, he's he could be looking at that and saying, "Oh, I can I can just load up on running back and receiver, grab me Russell Wilson late, and hopefully Sean Payton rejuvenates his career." That would just be the most on brand Joe thing ever, and I don't, I don't think we should rule out that he's considering that. <laughs> we should we should consider that Joe's going to take Cortland Sutton, Javante uh, Williams. Uh, hey, Javante Williams is back at practice. Um, you know, he's been doing conditioning and stuff. Uh, he's, you know, I, I I think, yes, Joe is an absolute, <laughs> absolute liability to grab Javante Williams. <laughs> um, I'll right, clarify no. that I'm not making these comments. <laughs> I've kept my pretty little mouth shut. <laughs> um, okay. That leaves me. Um, I think Mo takes Ramon J. Stevenson here. Get himself another nice running back. That's I don't think he I don't think he jumps for Lamar Jackson here. I think I think Ramon J. makes sense for Mo here. All right, I think I'll, I'll be interested to see who y'all have take Ramon J. Ste- or not Ramon J. Stevenson, Lamar Jackson. But I kind of have an idea of who I think will take Lamar Jackson, but we'll see what happens here in the next few picks. Interesting. I think this will be a solid pick. I think this will be a solid pick for Mel. 
Um, and that has actually me drafting for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, boo. Um, looking at the board here, I'm, you know, I, I'm not. I, w- I would certainly go running back here as a reminder. I didn't have a second round pick. Um, so right now I'm sitting with CD Lamb and Bijan. Um, but I have two fourth rounders, um, Carl's uh, mid fourth at four, four, six, and then my own fourth at four, eight. So, um, I'd probably go running back here. Um, looking at the board, I'm, I'm thinking Kenneth Walker here. Um, Mm -hmm. he really came on strong last year, um, had an injury setback and bounced back from that. Like it was nothing. So, um, I'm actually buying stock in the Seattle offense this year. Um, and I'm certainly going to put my, put some eggs in Kenneth Walker's basket if he slips to me at this pick. So, Grabbing another running back, going Kenneth Walker here. I thought for sure you were going to go Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. Two two rookie running backs. Yeah, Stay I think that's the only backs. reason why I don't think I would go Jameer Gibbs here is just because you take you you assume the risk with a guy like Bijan. Um, you don't want two rookie running backs. Um, or do especially you? also the Lions have David Montgomery, who's probably going to take some goal line, you know, sharken some. Some goal line TDs from Jameer Gibbs, but I just don't. I don't know Detroit, that I put. Yeah. What's that? Where did, where did uh, DeAndre Swift go? Bears. Philly. Philly. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. So Swift is with the Eagles now. Um, yeah. I just with with David Montgomery there. I don't. For the record, I think Jameer Gibbs is probably going to be the RB one there. But I think this could be. I think this could very much be a Swift. Jamal Williams situation where, um, you know, Jameer Gibbs could get a lot of like 20, 20 yard line to 20 yard line work. But then once we get inside, you know, the 10, 15, 15, 10 yard line, then, you know, they're going to look to David Montgomery to hammer things home. So I think he's going to have to rely, um, you know, on big playability and then, you know, PPR format, getting some catches, but I'm going to go the safer route here with Kenneth Walker for my pick. Good pick. He's a good player. Take care of him for me. I will. I will, Poppy. Uh, leaves Philly drafting for Frederick. Oh, Fred. Um, this is a tough pick here. Um, yeah, running back, I think, is out for Fred at this point. Um, this, I think this is kind of a weather... Whether Fred feels like he needs to jump on a quarterback now, um, this is that just that th- third, fourth round where you you kind of either jump on one or you hope that uh, one that's not viewed as high will produce for you throughout the season. Um, but uh, I do I feel really strongly that um, DK is going to have a monster year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he's sitting there, it's hard to it's hard to turn down DK and Devonta Smith. As your uh, as your two receivers there, so I think we go DK. Interesting. Yeah, hey, I would have picked Fred to take Lamar Jackson or T Higgins here. I think. I would have picked Fred to take another running back. Interesting. Fred, you're a wild card, and we don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Three three different answers here. I think. I, I don't know. I feel like you know, if Brees Hall falls to this particular pick, this is one where like maybe you take the flyer on it and. You know, if he ends up being healthy and the Jets, you know, click like you think they should, and now he's got Eckler, Barkley, and Brees Hall, 
Um, you obviously need another pass catcher, another, you know, upper tier. I'm not going to say top flight because I don't think DK's top flight pass catcher anymore, but upper tier pass catcher. So this makes a lot of sense. But Fred loves his running backs, man. Fred loves to hammer those running backs. So I yeah. just wouldn't be surprised at another another running back here. Uh, and I, I, would, I almost went round. Lamar. I just, uh, having already done that with Joe Burrow with – um, with Joe, I just felt like I needed to not be the same story over again. But um, I, any of those three positions, I think, could be could be taken here. That leaves sure. me drafting for Barl. So Barl has Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, and Amon Ross St. Brown. That is a solid core, and I'm going to look to make that core even more solid. Um, I think I think uh, we said Barl loves a good bargain. And Brees Hall being left on the board, I think having Brees Hall, Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey as your three running backs is pretty dangerous, um, especially if um, the Jets don't sign Dalvin Cook. Um, I think that makes, uh, well, we'll know obviously what things look like closer to you know week one, but if Dalvin is not on the Jets, I think that really tickles Barl's fancy and he takes Brees here. I don't see Barl taking Lamar Jackson. It just doesn't make sense to me. I could see him taking risk on Jameer Gibbs, uh, but I think Brees Hall is the guy in this situation. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good bargain pick there. And that has me drafting for Kamish here. And, you know, we, we've talked about him, and I think, you know, Kamish is, you know, really trying to keep a good poker face, but. I think Kamish is licking his chops over Jameer Gibbs here. Um, you've got, as a recap, you've got Tyree Kill as your keeper. You've got Derrick Henry in your first round as a good running back. Um, and you got a, a sneaky keep away pick um, with Jalen Hurts. Go ahead and um, secure your running back room and uh, take a guy who's probably going to get a lot of uh, a lot of pass catching work here to balance out your Derrick Henry, who doesn't really receive hardly any targets. So. Grab like Jameer two. Gibbs here, and um, you've got a pretty good running back duo here. He did have, like, two touchdown passes last year, so you better watch out for Derrick Henry <laughs> QB1. <laughs> yes, sleeper pick at QB1 right there. Well, I think Derrick Henry's going to have a – he had a good year last year, and uh, I mean, his situation was not good. Now you add back in a, a true wide receiver one to take some of the, the, the pressure off of him and make that, that play action or the RPO a little bit more deadly, and uh, – I think Derrick Henry has a, a big year. So I don't hate the Jameer Gibbs pick, but uh, I don't think I've had a single mock where I've taken him. So that's what he wants but, us to think. Yeah, exactly. That's you that's, can look that's, that's called having a poker face, Sam. You guys can you guys can look. I haven't deleted any of my mocks from this year. You guys can do all your all your scouting. Yeah, but you're your... also mocking with other people in the league. I wouldn't show my hand either. Yeah, that's only Joe. It's just me and Joe. Well, <laughs> Anyone can join, but it's just been well, me and Joe so far. <laughs> is, is that an insult on Joe? I don't mean. Well, well, that. I said just, nothing about him. It's just hard. I wish I was talking with Joe about this. If we're getting on a little bit of a tangent here, um, but I wish so for the most part, sleeper pretty much takes the highest rated player. I wish there was a way you could randomize like uh, draft strategies. In, uh, in your mock draft so that you're not necessarily taking the you know the highest rated player every time I mean once you start getting further down and roster starts getting filled it switches things up based on needs but I wish there was a way to you know make it a little less predictable mm. someone should build that 
Not me, but someone. Somebody had sleeper. So I think Giving that, you all the good ideas here. I think this is Philly's turn now. It is my turn. It is my turn. You're drafting for Gino, who's team seven. So Gino at this point has Mahomes, Waddle, and Travis Kelsey. So he's got a pretty, uh, you know, one the one one the one one for quarterback and for tight end. Um, I think I don't. This is tough. He he's six picks away from getting a chance at a running back again. Seven picks away from getting a chance at a running back. So he could wait. Um, it's, there's nothing to, to really lick your chops about right now. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce. Um, not terrible, but also um, they're not a they're not something they're not a cornerstone of your of your offense or your attack. So um, I think you I think you got to go T Higgins here. Um, I I could make a case for Keenan Allen. Uh, as well, um, but you know, as Keith knows, uh, you never trust Keenan Allen with a hamstring. So uh, I think you got to go the safe bet there. T Higgins. Keeper just had Vietnam flashbacks to having <laughs> Keenan Allen on his team. You know, I mean, all things considered, I really, I mean, if I'd have known injury aside, I don't regret Keenan Allen. I mean, when he came sure. back from injury, my season was already over, and he was, you know, top ten receiver when he came back. It's just like. How does a hamstring keep you out for that long? I don't know, but um, I think I think Gino would be licking his chops at a chance for Keenan Allen here. Hmm. But I don't I don't hate the T Higgins pick either. I mean, All you know. right. So if I'm Philly in this situation, you've got Josh Allen at quarterback, who's arguably top three, maybe top four. I don't know, depending on who you ask. You've got Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase, which is uh, two top five wide receivers. Um, you got to go running back here. Um, and uh, I think if I'm Philly, let me put on my, my Philly hat. I think you go running back. If I'm looking at the best three available, you got Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce. You don't love the Aaron Jones uh, situation because you don't know what's going to happen. Joe Mixon shares a name with Joe Burrow. Philly likes Joe Burrow. He drafts Joe Mixon. That's my logic. That's certainly logic. Yes, and you get a good. And you, I mean, I think Joe Mixon is still top ten running back, and I think he'll still produce um, even with. Uh, I think. I, mean, I think don't... taking it another layer. I mean, if if the Philadelphia Eagles are now the Philadelphia Bulldogs, then we can kind of call the Cincinnati Bengals the Cincinnati Tigers. Yeah. With Burrow I mean, and Jamal technically Chase. a Bengal is a tiger, so so yeah. you know I think I think <laughs> I think fresh. you know Philly is basically a de facto Bengals fan here because like the two most important LSU Tigers in the last probably ten years yeah. are both Bengals. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think Joe Mixon makes two a of ton the top of three. The third place with yeah, Bengals. So. And I will say that that Joe Mixon's role with the the Bengals becomes a little bit more important this year because. I don't remember who their backup running back is, but he's with exactly. the with the Bengal, He's with the the Broncos now. Um, I can't think of his name. P. Ryan, Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he's with the Broncos now. So, and I think their running back too is someone I can't even think of, uh, Chase Brown or something like that. So, but yeah, I think this is a good pick for Philly, and uh, it, it 
at least gives him a serviceable running back there. Um, and I'll probably, I would say, I, if I'm Philly, I'm probably taking a running back on the turn again. But that's not my decision to make because we won't get there. And that'll be for the for you to leave up to your imagination. Um, and that leaves uh, Keith with the draft pick for Fern. Yeah, looking at Fern here, um, this is this is another wild card spot here. He's got a lot of flexibility at this pick because he picks again, you know, just three picks later. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he risks waiting on Lamar Jackson available at the turn. Um, so I would have him assuming this is how things shake out for him. I think you go with balance here. Um, go ahead and grab Lamar Jackson. You can, if you want another running back to go with Jonathan Taylor, you pick in three picks. If you want another receiver to pair with Garrett Wilson, you pick in three picks. Um, I don't think Lamar makes it past. I, I just don't think Lamar makes it past the turn here with, with cheese. I think cheese probably goes with, you know, maybe Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, and then Lamar Jackson. If, uh, if he, if Fern doesn't take him. So, um, Fern grabbing Lamar Jackson here and you've got, you know, your, your core unit on offense. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what he does. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't see Fern necessarily taking Keenan Allen, maybe Aaron Jones. Um, I don't think Fern takes the risk on Calvin Ridley. He might, um, but um, I just I think Lamar Jackson makes a lot of sense. Philly, take us home. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of an easy pick here. Um, I think it's between Keenan Allen and Calvin Ridley. Um, I think just based on history of production um, and the fact that he's played competitively in the past year. I think the slight edge goes to Keenan Allen over Calvin Ridley. Um, I like Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to probably have a pretty decent year, if not, if not great year. Um, but if, if you got the two of them, I think Keenan Allen's more of the sure thing. I think it'd be a great pick there. That concludes our draft. Look at us. We did really good on time this time around. This time last year, we were like well over an oh hour. My God. That's because we had so much to say. I mean, it was all great things. It was all great things. But great content. Do you want to do you want to squeeze in another round here? I mean, we 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 are well ahead of schedule. We can talk about some other stuff or we can squeeze out one more round. I mean, Sam, I'm I'll here. let you call it because you're a sleepy yeah. boy. <laughs> Why are we yelling? Because <laughs> I gotta get up early. Dang, yo, Keith. Uh, unrelated to the draft, but I'm gonna be up hella early on Sunday. The women's national team plays at 5 a.m., and then my ass is just not going to sleep because Tottenham plays like two hours after they finish. So, bless you, Morgan. <laughs> Um, if it makes you feel any better, I intended on getting up with you. So now that I know that, well, I intended on getting up for the women's national team. They play. Um, and now that I know that you do too, we can just have a, you know, big old, <laughs> big old wake up party Sunday morning watching women's national and Tottenham kicking chickens. That's 3am new go fuck yourself time. For the yep. Yeah. I, by the way, I did get up and watch, uh, I did get up and watch the match the other day. So 
Yeah, Kara, Kara did too. I did not. Uh, yeah, I don't I regret didn't get it. a message from you. I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots of missed there. Um, All right, so let's make the call. Do we want to do fourth round, last round, no matter what, or do we want to transition to some other things? Let's do a fourth round. Uh, let's do. Oh, yeah, Sam's wait tonight. Well, I mean, I Sam's figure we can finish. Dude. I figure we can finish this round in like ten minutes, and we can still finish yeah. by like ten, ten fifteen at the latest. I feel pretty good about that. That's earlier right, than, than we normally do. So that means I'm up. So we got we got Filster. Philly just went. Oh, went. did he? Back okay. to Kamish. Bless you, Morgan. <laughs> it's very loud in my ear. Bless you, Morgan. <laughs> All right, so. Jeez, mm, please. So we've got Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup. Solid. Um. You know what? Why not? Why not add in finish out your pass catchers with TJ Hawk? I think that's a pretty good pick there. I mean, yeah. he's he's got all the he's got a lot of the tools already, and then TJ Hawk. I mean, he's probably a top top five, top seven tight end. Um, I think it's a safe pick. It's pretty well rounded. Pretty well rounded team at this point with the, the crew he's got. Yeah, she got allergies or something. She's got something going on. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, I think that's a good pick here. I think it's. I mean, you got yourself two receivers, two running backs. Um, I think I. You know, wait around for a quarterback. Yeah, you might. Uh, you can probably get a decent quarterback. You can maybe get, you know, like a Trevor Lawrence or a Dak Prescott here, and you know, the later part of the fifth. Um, I think this is a good one. You're not going to get a. You're not going to get a T.J. Hawkinson at that you know, on the turn later. And by then, most likely Kittle's off the board, Pitts is off the board, you know. So this is a good one here. Um, And that puts me drafting for Fern again. So Fern, I think, made, you know, the safe play in round three, grabbed Lamar Jackson. Now you start uh, building out your depth here a little bit. Um, I do agree with you on the Calvin Ridley thing. I don't think um, Fern maybe takes the risk on Calvin Ridley. I think somebody probably later on in the fourth will do that. Um, So I think he's going to look to grab another receiver here. Um, Just because I look at the running backs, there's not really any that I feel are really well positioned or really worth it at this pick. Um, You know, you're looking at Damian Pierce, which I think is is probably – I think he's probably a little bit of a better situation than Aaron Jones. Um, But, you know, maybe he grabs Aaron Jones here because he's a pretty solid pass catcher. But um, I see Fern going receiver here, and I'm going to have him taking Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a good year last year, um, despite not having his starting quarterback for most of the year. So you look at um, a full full offseason, full camp, full preseason with uh, Deshaun Watson – um, and Mari Cooper could be a guy who's kind of a, a sneaky, you know, top 10, top 15 wide receiver this year. I feel like you get a draft for yourself. How Ooh, exciting it. is that? So excited. So excited. Um, I don't know what I would do here. Um, you know, I'd be tempted to go um, 
running back again, I'd be tempted to go receiver again. Um, you know, someone like a Calvin Ridley could be uh, enticing, but there's some concern about um, about the return to action. Um, you know, we're getting into into the thick of like quarterbacks and stuff here, um, but uh, there's as a saying, it's like a some like way back in the day, it's uh, what, what do they call like uh, old sayings? Um, an adage? Yeah, an old adage that tight ends are a premium in a ten man league, and so I think George Indeed. Kittle's sitting there. I think I got to go with him. In uh, Kamisha's words, George Kittle's looking scrumptious right there. Scrumptious. Scrum diddly umptious. Scrum diddly umptious. It's a good spot. And that, that puts Fred and that puts Fern back up because Gino traded his pick to Fern. I think that's what moved part of the trade that moved uh, Jonathan Taylor last year. So Fern gets the fourth mm-hmm. round of Gino. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's correct. So if I'm Fern, oh my gosh, I toothless. Y'all can hear him. He's he's screaming. I think Fern's probably got to go running back. Yeah, he's definitely got to go RB. I don't see him. I don't. I don't think anyone wants to touch Houston with a ten foot pole. So if I'm Fern, I'm probably going to take Aaron Jones because I think that makes the most sense. I think it's safe. At least, I mean, round four, Aaron Jones, I mean, I think he's only got competition again from A.J. Dillon, but um, I I would see, I could could see Aaron Jones having pretty heavy usage as a pass catcher as well this year, especially with uh, the wide receiver one and two being like Christian Watson, Romeo Dubes in uh, in Green Bay. So I think Aaron Jones will have a, a, a pretty heavy workload this year. Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about value a lot, um, and I think this is the value for Aaron Jones here is 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 a solid pick. Um, and that has me drafting again for for me, Kamish, and um, I think Kamish has to be looking receiver here. Um, you've you got Jameer Gibbs and Derrick Henry um, to go along with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback and Tyreek Hill. Um, I think the, I think passing on receivers in the second round and third round is probably the the safe move there. The question is just where does he go for receiver? Um, you know, I I think Kamish could be a bit of a gambling man and maybe goes for checks out Calvin uh, looks at Calvin Ridley here. Um, but I think I think Kamish goes for the higher floor here. And I think he's going to go DeAndre Hopkins and double up on the Titans, double up on the Titans offense. I think DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that as long as he's healthy, he's going to get his targets. There's really not another proven reliable pass catcher in the Titans offense. Um, You know, and this is, this could be an opportunity where Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins are helping each other out. So I like the DeAndre Hopkins pick here. And if, you know, DeAndre Hopkins can return to, um, you know, if, if DeAndre Hopkins is playing anywhere near what he was playing at when he came back from his suspension last year, you're pairing him with Tyreek Hill as as your fourth round draft pick. That's 
um, tremendous value for DeAndre Hopkins, even with a bit of a questionable situation um, in Tennessee. Okay. I think it's a good pick. I like that. I'll hit it. Means. So now Philly is drafting for me with my pick that I acquired from Barl. From Barl. So Keith's roster. Yeah, Keith is currently rocking B. John Robinson, Kenneth Walker, and C. D. Lamb. So he's got some he's got some room kind of all over the the board here to uh, to make some moves. He could he could really make a pick at almost any position. Um, and it would make sense for him. So I think he's going to look closer to best available here. Um, you know, best available has Calvin Ridley, a couple quarterbacks. Um, there's, there's some risk in Calvin Ridley. And I think knowing that he's going to have a pick again, um, and one more pick, um, I think maybe he, I wouldn't say stretches, but he goes for more of a safe bet and then maybe makes a gamble, um, with his, with his pick farther down the line. Uh, I just, I feel really, really good about Jerry Judy. Well, that's not what I was expecting. Interesting. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was going to say, keeps a gambling man. He's taking Calvin Ridley. Well, it's not not really that. I just I don't know that I want to touch anyone from the Broncos. I'd rather be, I'd rather pass on Broncos and everyone else reap the reap those benefits than me take a Bronco. And my luck will be that the Broncos suck ass again. So (laughs) um, I just don't know that I would touch anyone on the Broncos until I actually see the product on the field. Leave those for leave those for Joe. That's yeah. I'll leave leave the Bronco flight risks for Joe. (laughs) Jerry Judy finished in the top twenty-five in receiving last year with how bad they were. Yeah, I mean he's good. He's good. I I just feel like I I mean that's like that's like taking a, a Vikings kicker in the playoffs, man. You just don't trust him. What I'll, I'll be honest, to... at that pick right there, I'd probably be looking at Calvin Ridley. I think he's just got tremendous upside. Uh, I'm going. I'm banking on the Jaguars really taking the next step on offense. I'd probably go Calvin Ridley there. And people but... say he's people say he looks really good. People say yeah. he doesn't look like he's missed a year, you know? Yeah, so, but um, I mean okay. I mean I, I I don't hate the pick. Um I don't love the pick and I probably wouldn't take a Broncos player, but So that means Fred is up. Fred is not going to take Calvin Ridley. Actually, you know what? Fred lives in Jacksonville. Fred is a pseudo Jags fan right now. He doesn't, I, don't even, I don't even know who Fred's NFL team is. I think he likes the Packers, but I don't even know if that's true anymore. He probably leans more to the, the Jags at this point. But um, I think Fred looks quarterback, to be completely honest. And I think he goes either Justin Fields or Justin Herbert. I think he goes Justin Fields. I think he gets slightly aroused by what he saw from Justin Fields at the end of last year, and he he, uh, he banks on that to continue into this year. So that leaves him then with uh, Fred would have Justin Fields, Saquon, Austin Eckler, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf. On paper, that's if, if Justin Fields can replicate what he did last year at the end of the year, that's a pretty nasty... Pretty nasty uh, squad. Yeah, 
That this is a good pick here. I just think with Fred, I'd I'd see him taking a third running back before he takes. You think so? I don't know. I I can see him taking Calvin Ridley just because he likes Jacksonville. Yeah. No, I mean that wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I I don't think. I think Ridley, Fields, Herbert, or Damian Pierce are yeah are all solid picks here. Yeah, and I I could see Fred taking any of those. Yeah. So I I don't know I just Fred loves his running backs man and I think if you if you have a chance to grab Damian Pierce this late in the fourth I think he probably pounces on that. Ooh. Um, but that brings us me well, picking for myself again. There is some breaking news out of the NFL world right now. Um, what do we got here? I just got a Bleacher Report notification that Cooper Cup got injured uh, at practice and he left. Uh, his status is unknown. So. Ooh. Wow. Who knows I, how. The, I, the seriousness of that injury, but that could definitely impact Cheese's uh, draft. For sure. Uh, or that not could even. impact. That would certainly impact, depending on the severity of the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings us back to my my actual, the pick that I own in the fourth round. Um, and picking for myself again, um, I'm looking at my chops here. If Justin Fields or Justin Herbert falls to me um, late in the fourth, um, we had Fields going to um, Fred here, the pick before me. So I'm grabbing Justin. I'm grabbing Justin Herbert here um, at this late fourth pick. I'm feeling pretty solid about what I've collected so far in the draft, and feel like this is feel like Her- Herbert or Fields falling to me here is a a pretty pretty enticing one. Scrumptious as uh, as commissioner. Scrumptious. Yeah, that's. I think. Yeah, I think if you. Well, I think you'd take a quarterback here. I think uh I think yeah, if if I was drafting for you, I would have I think the I would have seen Calvin Ridley go and then Fields or Herbert. Um, but that leaves the question mark of to who who takes the risk on Calvin Ridley? Who takes the gamble, if you will? <laughs> Well, that's Philly drafting for Mo now. Yep. Um. So Mo has Nick Chubb, Chris Olave, Ramondre Stevenson, and Debo Samuel. Um. Currently. Um. Again, Mo's in this weird um spot where he's he's going to pick again and and two picks and so he can take a, a bit of a gamble if there's somebody he thinks may not fall to him um and so in this situation like he can use a quarterback but knowing that joe already has joe burrow in that position he can make a pick on a skill position player um now and if he if he wants to go quarterback um on the turn he can and he'll feel pretty comfortable i think that uh quarterback's not gonna get taken um, there at the turn. So um, I think you're looking you're looking pretty good on running back. Um, I think you go receiver here and I think this is this is the guy that takes the risk on Calvin Ridley. I didn't want to say it before you said it, but I think if Calvin Ridley falls to falls to Mo late in the fourth, that he's he'll definitely be the one to pounce on it. I will say, having done a few mock drafts with Joe if uh, if uh, Calvin Ridley is anywhere near the board, I, I mean, Joe might even reach for him in the third round if he's there. But 
Wow. He will definitely not make it past round four, pick 10, if he's still on the board, because Joe will take him guaranteed or your money back. That means I'm up, huh? Yep. Dang. Close us out here. Gee golly. Uh, I think. All right. Um, let's do some mental gymnastics. So. Joe has Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson. I think he goes running back. Joe looks at his running back list. Beep, boop, boop, boop. He sees Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. He's like, whoa, Damian Pierce? That's a Florida running back if I ever saw one. And then he drafts Damian Pierce because he's a Florida running back, not because he plays for the Houston Texans. Fair enough. Yep. And that's, I, and that's I, I think out. I think I think this is I, Florida affiliations and Joe's homerisms aside. I think if Pierce falls to you here, you'd, you'd have to. Uh, the, this would be an excellent pick here. Um, and Dobbins has never been able to stay healthy. Um, you know, Miles Sanders in Carolina. Eh, um, you know, Madison looks like he's going to be the guy in in Minnesota, but everyone is saying that they've got a pretty loaded backfield that could be. I'm not going to say loaded. I'll say crowded, um, but could be crowded and takes away some carries and touches from Madison. But um, who knows? Yeah, it's a good pick. Good round. Good stuff, yeah, guys. look at that. We gave the fellas a bonus round from last year. Love it. Some good stuff. And we finished in pretty good time too. Look at that. Yeah, well, it took us about an hour, hour and a half. This is good. Yeah. We are already running at uh, mid-season form right now, guys. Beautiful. Cooking. Beautiful. Cooking. Well, any any last thoughts on, on the draft or anything? Any uh, Maybe uh, what's, what's uh, let's, one, one hot take before we go. What, what is one, like, bold prediction you have for this year's draft for specifically for our league? Not, like, not like we're going to see – two rookie running backs go in the first round. But, like, what do you think is going to be surprising? What's going to surprise us this year? I mean, obviously, last year the big surprises mm-hmm. were how fast the, the quarterbacks flew off the board. Um, what's going to be the, the you know, the X factor this year as we – what's going to cause the chaos, do you think? Mm. I think there's going to be some day of draft trades. I think we're still 30 days out from the draft. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, – there's a lot that can happen and there's a lot of good players sitting on rosters right now. Um, you know, think like Cooper cup, like she says some good folks on his roster, but if Cooper cup goes out injured and he's not feeling confident about who else he has for a keeper, he could be looking to trade his picks, uh, trade a pick to get uh, a solid keeper in place. You know, like there's a lot that can happen in the next month. Um, that obviously would like if injuries happen would, would impact, um, would impact the draft, but you could also see folks making some last ditch efforts to make some moves. Or, you know, if, if you get super, there's also a month left to build up the hype. So you talked about Joe reaching for Calvin Ridley, you know, maybe Joe sees something in Calvin Ridley and, and makes a trade to get, to get up um, and grab him earlier. Um, You know, there's, I think there's, I think we'll see a lot of that maneuvering stuff happening um, on draft day or the lead up to draft day. Mm. Um, maybe this is just 
maybe this is just a hot take because of how our mock played out. Um, but we had six running backs go in the first round. I my hot take is we see four or less go in the first round. Um, I think the three running backs that we had go two, three, and four are pretty much locks to go in the first round. I don't know about Derrick Henry here. Um, Kamish would might might like to get his hands on Derrick Henry. Um, but I think maybe if another like a, another elite receiver falls there, maybe AJ Brown somehow slips to him. Um, he might consider that. Um, Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs. I I just I just don't know about either one of these. They're just in you know this this limbo phase where um, where we just don't know. Um, you know we just don't know what to expect with them. So my hot take is four running backs or less um, go in the first round. I think we're going to see a very receiver heavy first round. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say it's going to be. Uh, I think we're, we're going to see our running backs fall uh, pretty far. I think uh, I think there's a lot of really good value guys in the mid rounds, like. We didn't even get to DeAndre Swift. Granted, we only got in four rounds, but there's a lot of mid-round guys who are going to, I think, like kind of like how I found some of those cheeky ones with last year with Brees Hall and, and uh, Kenneth Walker. I think there's some really good value finds there that, that could end up having big roles, but they just we just don't know what's going to happen there yet. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really dependent on, you know, how preseason shakes out and how those uh, how, how, how the rumor mill goes into the first, first week of, like, what's going to happen, like, do we do you handcuff the RB two in Minnesota, right? Like, uh, do you buy in on Zach Carbonet? I don't even know how to say it. Charbonnet. 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 Like, what's his role going to be in Seattle? Like, he's apparently been pretty impressive. So, like, I think there's a lot of uh, question marks around running backs, and so I think people are going to be more uh more willing to wait on a running back and uh maybe try and find like a a a diamond in the rough later on in like the you know maybe seventh eighth round yeah so well guys good work um i think this is uh hopefully gets everyone amped up for uh our our draft which is happening here in a little over a month so that's pretty exciting as uh, of as of recording, thirty two days, seventeen hours, fifty minutes, fifty seconds. Wow! Yeah, so, so we are coming. Hey, in, we are coming in we fast. are getting into draft season, boys. Carl is going to be hitting me up for daily mock drafts here imminently. He's already been doing it, so mm-hmm. oh, yeah, uh, for sure. He, he has. I've just I told him that I wasn't going to be doing as many mock drafts this year. And so he's, you know, that that I'm pretty sure I offended him personally when I said yeah, that. That's so. probably fair. So, but all right. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. If you're watching, thanks for, for looking at our lovely faces. If you're listening, I'm sorry that you missed out on looking at our lovely faces. Um, and remember, folks, keep those standards low and those expectations lower. And we'll see you for season three kickoff very, very soon.
bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket. Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash. Shit, I smash it. I let your mama rob my sunglasses. I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do. You can be killing it, motherfuckers always talking, but damn it, I'm high too. That means I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I wanna stunt. I make your salary thrice in a month. I pay your daddy to roll up my bus and he blow your allowance to pay for my lunch. You ain't